0: Blog Talk Radio. Hello fans. Welcome to the show on another Sunday afternoon, guy, along with the coach with the most common ass from coast to coast. He doesn't mean to brag, but he has to boast. Coach Mike Jones. Real fast before we jump into things with our guest. If you're looking for some professional wrestling today, you have Summit Pro Wrestling in Greenfield, Indiana. WCWO with a rare Sunday show happening in Paragon, Indiana and up in our neck of the woods in seattle washington at bumbershoot you have grit city wrestling today also don't forget the big all in pay-per-view on pay-per-view systems bleacher report and in select movie theaters but without further ado i want to welcome our guest today he is out of the great state of west virginia he is the current reigning RSW internet champion. Billy Knox, thank you so much for being here with us.
1: Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate you having me on, man. How y'all doing today?
0: Doing very, very well today.
1: And since today
0: happens to be your first time with us, I'm gonna lead you off with our traditional first timer question. How did you get into this crazy business of professional
1: wrestling? Uh, Well, uh, like a lot of us workers, you know, we messed around in the backyard when we were teenagers. I for sure did it a lot. Um, Didn't get trained until I was uh, 36 years old, believe it or not. I'm a latecomer to the business. Um, You know, I was uh, working for a slaughterhouse pretty much my entire 20s, Um, you know, supporting a wife, things like that. And I didn't get trained until I was 36, brother.
0: Some people come into it late. Diamond Dallas Page springs to mind, and he had a pretty successful career.
1: Exactly, exactly. But, um, And then I just, my friend Tim Cross, who is the owner of RSW, we went to high school together. He was like, man, you love the business. You love everything about the business. Why don't you come get trained and do it right and live your dreams? So here I am, and uh, I've been loving it ever since, man. I'm. Uh, it, it's funny. You called me a veteran, which I appreciate that. I am no such thing yet, but, you know, one day I will be. I'm three years deep in the professional wrestling business, uh, but I do appreciate you calling me a vet.
0: No problem. You might be a little bit farther along than a lot of people with your experience level. Now, I mentioned being from West Virginia, and that state has a very long history when it comes to pro wrestling. It was part of the territory where Jim Crockett promoted for years and years. Smoky Mountain Wrestling would regularly run shows in West Virginia, it dates Absolutely. back to the very earliest days of the sport. Do you delve much into the history of pro wrestling within West Virginia, or do you look at more current times?
1: I know. I mean, I've been watching the independent scene in West Virginia since I was a little boy. Um, I do know a good bit of history of my local area, Marion, Harrison County, uh, Monongalia County. I don't know too much about down south. Um, but I do know a good bit of history from of this way. Uh, guys like Thrill Billy Ox, uh, guys like uh, Lance Malinowski. I grew up watching these guys at like malls and places like that. So, yeah, there, there's, I do know a good bit of history, but I can't say that I'm a fuck Al
0: independent wrestling in West Virginia. In the last year, last few years has been fairly healthy. One of the best independent wrestlers in any area is out of West Virginia, and I'm talking of the gift Jason Kincaid. Uh, he's sort of led West Virginia as far as notoriety and drawing attention to the area. Have Absolutely. you had many interactions with the gift Jason Kincaid at this point?
1: The gift Jason Kincaid is one of my better friends in the business. That's my brother. Um, he's a quiet guy; he doesn't talk to people. But whenever he's around Fates Messenger, he always gives me a hug. He always asks me how I'm doing. Uh, asks me if I need any help. Um, I've been in the ring with him, not in a in a combat situation. I've been in the ring with him in a training situation, and I always take away a lot from Jason. He is a wonderful person. Love you, Bubby. If you if you ever hear this, I appreciate you, Jason.
0: One of my favorites to watch as well.
1: He's a wizard. He's amazing, dude. Like, you you can't, you, you don't get any better in West Virginia than Jason Kincaid, and I'm just going to put that out there. That's a shoot.
0: Personally, I don't think you get better anywhere than the gift Jason Kincaid. That, it doesn't matter that's where that's you're crazy. from.
1: That's true, man. That's true. Because that's that's distilled wrestling right there. Watching Jason in the ring is, we'll, we'll get aggressively West Virginian in the words of Jason Kincaid. That's like the moonshine of wrestling. Everything distilled into one lump pot, and it's amazing.
0: Now, West Virginia, is not a massive state as far as geography goes, but West Virginia has had many different promotions in it over the years. I'm aware of several that are currently active. Do you think that West Virginia is able to accommodate for more independent promotions than other regions because of the fan base? Or do you think that there's maybe a little bit of oversaturation in the marketplace, or do you think that West Virginia is just that type of state where wrestling is going to thrive regardless?
1: Well, here's the thing. It's, there's a little bit of oversaturation of the market, um, you know, a lot of places don't talk to each other, which the communication around here is pretty bad. Um. Some places are packed in the house like r s w we pack every house that we go to um some some are a little thinner than others, but for we have a good turnout mostly um, but then you got other places like we call it the alphabet soup because there's so many of them in the state, and you got some places that seem like they're just running for like five and six people that are showing up for the shows and it's like you've got to be losing your ass on these shows. I know you're losing your ass on these shows there's no guessing um. But, yeah, oversaturation over of the market. If we could, like, you know, share our workers and not be so clicky and not be such like a mean girls club sometimes, it would be a whole lot better because there's a whole lot of uh, a lot of that going on. But, you know, I'm not going to get too much into the drama of the West Virginia professional wrestling scene. But we could all come together a little more as a team and communicate because, you know, you got one show running five miles away from another show. That doesn't work out you know
0: definitely shows uh, it does hurt both shows i think when companies run that close together and fans have to pick and choose absolutely now speaking of the fans pretty much every wrestler has that moment where they get asked for the very first time to have an autograph written for a fan or a picture taken with the fan or whatever the case may be. Do you have that moment where you were first approached by a fan?
1: Yeah, man. Um, I was at, where was I? I was at mega pro wrestling um they run out of Marmouth, uh down south west virginia and uh my little buddy i know him now he's one of my one of my little buddies his name is wyatt gravely and he came up to me and he just had the biggest smile and the magic in his eyes and he wanted to take a picture with me and he wanted me to his t-shirt and that it gave me goosebumps and i know how that feeling was because i felt like that when i was a kid and It just gave me the all the magic and you know, that's one of the things I look back to uh, You know, you know, we all have our tough days and that's one of the things I look back to a little light coming up to me And asking me from auto my picture
0: now Part of making sure the fans are pleased is the way that most wrestlers make money at independent wrestling it's usually not the matches themselves that will put dollars in the wallet. It's usually the merchandising. Do you Absolutely. do a lot of merchandising for your own personal career?
1: Oh yeah, I have a I'm one of the I'm known as one of the merch kings around here. Um I've got T shirts, I've got keychains, I've got beer koozies, I've got my own line of clothing called Up Dirty. Um, if you know you know what up dirty means um, I've got my own line of uh, Joint papers because I'm a medical cannabis West Virginia medical cannabis patient. So I've got my own line of joint papers um, Yeah, and it the list goes on and on I've got so much merch. It's not even funny <laughs> And I sell a lot of it
0: Our from are in a similar boat because a lot of times it is not the actual rustling itself that is going to generate a profit. Usually it's merchandising. In a lot of situations it is concessions, and promoters will make more in concession sales than they will ticket sales. Do you think that the promoters in West Virginia, as far as a general rule, are using the maximum amount of revenue streams available to them, or do you think most of the promoters there rely solely on the tickets that are sold to be able to pay for all the bills?
1: Well, most of them are real smart, and they run con- the promotion will run concessions themselves, um, hot dogs, chips, stuff like that. Um, RSW, we like to sell pizza and, uh, we like to sell chips, pop. We, we always have a nice concession and, you know, that's all us. And that, that helps the revenue as well. Um, we also have our RSW merchandise. Um, most of your companies will have their own mer- merchandise table here. Like mega pro wrestling. They've got their own table buy shirts from their promotion. Uh, ICS, they had their own merch table, Uh, You know, the smart ones do. Um, All the places I've worked for have their own merch. PWL, shout out to PWL, Pro Wrestling League. Yep, the smart ones definitely have their own uh, concessions and merch going on. Uh,
0: This time of year is the time where a lot of, Professional wrestling is held outdoors. It's fair season. There's a lot of festivals going on, and a lot of those things will have professional wrestling perform as part of the entertainment package. So a lot of those go outside rather than having a nice indoor venue. And sometimes when you get to some of the southern states like Florida, North Carolina, Texas, they can run outdoor shows all year round. Do you personally have feelings on outdoor shows versus indoor shows?
1: <laughs> all right. So you, you've seen pictures of me. I'm a big boy. Um, I'd rather work in a nice inside, you know, cool air-conditioned building. But you got to do what you got to do. And, you know, like you said, fair season's around, and I burn up. You know, anybody who's seen me after a match, after the fair, or, like, (laughs) I'm I'm probably going to be hot down here at the barbecue throwdown as well. Uh, Yeah, I burn up. Um, Not to the point of vomiting, but almost sometimes. I just, I'd rather be inside. Yep. (laughs) Now,
0: speaking of that, have you personally been in a situation where, Say heat caused a problem for you specifically? Were you close to heat stroke or heat exhaustion or have to cut a match short just because you were not feeling well I've because been... of the
1: heat? No, I've never cut a match short. I've definitely felt the effects of the heat mid-match, but your adrenaline's pumping so hard. Uh, you know, I always try to keep the crowd pretty hot, and my adrenaline just stays up. So I don't really feel how... Uh, How exhausted, like, heat-exhausted I am during the match. It's whenever, after the three is counted, uh, win or lose, whatever, uh, when the adrenaline drops a little bit, that's when I'm like, oh, shit, I'm dying. Um, I better go get some ice.
0: (laughs) A professional wrestling has had its fair share of tragedy in the last few weeks. Uh, We lost three legendary wrestlers in one week. Uh, Terry Funk, Bray Wyatt, and Abe Jacobs all passed away. Very, very different causes and uh, very different circumstances, but it was all in the same week. I know you came out to a match with Bray Wyatt's music. What were you... uh, Thinking when you decided to pay tribute to Bray Wyatt was there a special reason you wanted to pay homage to him
1: yeah Bray Bray's close close to my heart um you know I didn't personally know the guy or anything like that but you know you build a you build kind of a little bond with these guys when you watch them on TV you know their character inside and out and Bray was you know if you watch enough Billy Knox promos you can you can tell that I was my Wyndham, and um, yeah, that really hurt my heart, dude. Uh, of course, Terry Funk hurt my heart because he's the one of the ones that we started watching hardcore wrestling and stuff like that. But Bray really, really, because you know he's two years younger than I am, so that's that that's kind of scary. So that got to me as well. But yeah. Just hearing all the stories about Bray, too, how good of a guy he was it's just it continues to break my heart, but yeah, I came out to uh broken out in love his original theme music when he came to the w w e and um used a little lantern with a candle in it, used a candle for symbolic purposes, didn't blow it out, you know keep his keep his light shining but yeah, we'll miss you, bud. we'll miss you too, Terry.
0: Um, Terry Funk had a career well over 50 years, and he was active on the independent circuit, and a lot of independent wrestlers, of course, would seek him out for advice and feedback, that type of thing. It seems like every area has those veterans that are in the area regularly enough that are famous from television that have been around for a long time that guys gravitate towards to ask questions and want to have them watch their match and so forth. Do you have any of those type of wrestlers on shows that you do that you're going to make sure to talk to them and ask for advice?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Number one being... uh, Tim, uh, Tim Hagen, ba- violent Vance Desmond, if you know who I'm talking about, um, uh, his opinion means the world to me uh, because he's such a he's such a vet and he's a great guy and he gives you stage and sound advice. So that's number one on the top of my list for uh, taking advice and um, you know a vet to listen to, take you under their wing because. Uh, excuse me, um, Vance always takes me under his wing, shows me what I did right, what I did wrong, what I need to improve. Uh, another one, the Cuban assassin Richie Acevedo. You know the Cuban assassin? Yes.
0: Okay. Yes, the Cuban uh, assassin, uh, not to be confused uh, with the Portland version of the same.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. I didn't know. I only know of a uh, good old West Virginia Cuban assassin, Richie Acevedo. Um, I always take his advice, too, because he's such a good guy. They tell you some wild stories <laughs> from back in the day and on the road and stuff. But you y'all, you want to hear those, too, the, along with the advice. So, uh, definitely. And I always, always listen to uh, Matt Taylor. Uh The Guiding Light, Matt Taylor, he's a big brother of mine, and uh, that guy knows his shit. And any advice he gives me, uh, I'm putting it in my book and keeping it forever.
0: One of the things in pro wrestling that became a massive hot topic this week and it blew up yesterday, was the situation at AEW with CM Punk. They terminated his contract yesterday when the show was in Chicago, which, of course, was Punk's hometown. Fans sort of split down the middle as to if he should have been fired, if he should not have been fired, if someone else was to blame if Tony Khan should have stopped the situation, where do you fall on the whole CM Punk controversy, if you have an opinion at all?
1: Uh, My opinion is if you were being problematic, you were being problematic. You you know, it's a workplace, just like any other workplace. I can't go to my shoot job and act like that. Uh, They'll fire me. So if he, if he was acting like that, it, it's no surprise he got fired. So, you know what I'm saying? It's still a workplace. We're supposed to be professionals here. You know what I'm saying? So that's my opinion.
0: Of the last several years, one of the other hot topics in our industry has been the concussion issue. We've learned a lot more on how concussions work and the long-term effects in the last 15 to 20 years where before that after wrestler was concussed they would just say oh his bell's wrong and keep sending him out match after match it's not like that anymore at the independent level almost nobody is going to have a medical staff standing by you don't have full-time medics for the most part at the independent level. So really it's up to the talent to sort of police that. On shows you do, does it seem like guys that potentially have concussions are being looked after and kept safe, or do you see guys that may have a head injury and they just keep going out time after time without
1: anyone stepping in to say something no no we uh, look out for our boys if we think something's messed up with one of the brothers um, that gets taken care of immediately Uh, safety first because we're a family first and foremost Um, if somebody is injured that will be dealt with promptly Um, I'm a former emergency medical technician so if I even think anybody is um, shoot hurt Uh, I'm going to check you out in the locker room, make sure you're good. And, you know, I'm no doctor, but, you know, like I said, I was a former emergency medical technician. Um, If you need to go to the hospital, I'm going to make you go to the hospital. I'm not going to be nice about it either. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to big brother you, and I'm going to be like, you're going to the fucking hospital. So, you know, unfortunately, well, fortunately, we haven't had any major incidents like that. Uh, We had a scare with uh, Duzan getting tossed out of the ring. And, uh, the, uh, the workers that were supposed to catch him, um, slipped up and he hit the floor, uh, really, really hard. He bumped on the floor really hard and it scared the living daylights out of me. And, uh, fortunately the kids made a rubber and he was fine, jumped up and, you know, of course he sold for the, he sold the bomb like it killed him, but jumped up afterwards and kept, continued to match. It was scary though. But yeah, we don't we don't force anybody to go out and work whenever they're hurt. Yeah, you know, we'll we'll figure something out. That's why it says "card subject to change."
0: That it indeed is. Now, for you personally, we know everybody is going to be injured at some point in time if they're in the sport for very long at right. all whether it's something minor or something much serious. What's your injury list so far for your own pro wrestling career?
1: Well, I've just had nothing super serious so far. I've got, you know, a lot of stuff, cracks and a lot of stuff, but I never go to the hospital because, you know, I'm stubborn, but unless I need to, um, you know, things crack, things fall, but everything works correctly uh <laughs> my back you know of course everybody's back hurts everybody you know all workers back hurt it don't, it don't matter if you're working a shoot job every day or you know bumping in the ring everybody's back hurts ours ours just hurt a little bit more um i think the only like serious injury that i went to the doctor for was um whenever myself and Phineas mcmichael uh took the tag team championships away from Saturday Night Special at Fairmont State University, and uh, D.D. Vice hit me in the eye with a popcorn box, and it cut my eye, and it was pretty bad.
0: Now, everybody has that one biggest fear as far as injuries go, the one thing that they don't want to have happen. Uh, some people really fear a Torn quad where they fear a torn Achilles. Some people are massively afraid of a concussion Do you have that one injury especially being? Someone with a medical background that you're most
1: afraid of happening to you I'm not really afraid of much dude, and I don't think about it. Um if you dwell on that type of shit, that's how you manifest uh, things so Thinking about something so much, you know, you're going to make it happen. So I don't even think about that. I just, just keep rolling, man. Uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let some type of fear overwhelm me to where I'm going to make it happen by thinking about it so much.
0: Fair enough.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: do you most
1: fake messenger answer you could get? Exactly. Now, uh, do you?
0: In your career, see a lot of wrestling schools popping up and training going on. I know in some areas there's very little actual training schools that are credible, and in some areas it seems like every five or six miles you can find a pro wrestling school and get some training in if you want. What's the situation like where you're at currently?
1: So there are a few notable schools. Um Power Slam Academy, notable school. Um, Jeff Paul uh, from Pro Wrestling League uh Mid Atlantic. He's running a pretty notable school. Um, RSW Real Shoot Wrestling Academy of the Grappling Arts, we're a notable school. I'm I'm a graduate. Um those, those are pretty much the only notable schools. I use quotation marks, you know, training facilities. Um, but you know, you can, you can also there's other things, other ways to get trained. You know, you can, you can find somebody that knows what they're doing oh, that might train you. But yeah, those are the those are the notable schools. We don't have a whole bunch of like predatorial money snatch money grab schools popping up around here because it's still kind of ter- it's still kind of territorial and you know people might shut that shit down
0: a lot of states still to this day have an athletic commission up here in our neck of the woods in washington we have a state athletic commission that oversees wrestling a lot of states have a commission that only requires you send them a check once a year. Some states have more in-depth rules and physicals are involved and commissioners will go to shows and watch and things of that nature. Some states have no commission at all and it's all wide open. Do you run into very many instances where you have to deal with a state athletic commission?
1: No. Um West Virginia, you as you probably know, we don't have a state athletic commission, so it's very outlaw mud show around here. <laughs> um, you know, we do whatever we want to do for the most part. Uh you know, up in Pennsylvania they require you to have a doctor on site and stuff like that. But I've never I've never ran into any uh athletic commission crap. Um, In Ohio working up there, they don't require that so I've not had problems, but I have I've, I've heard stories, but like I said, I'm still I'm still only two and a half almost three years deep now So I'm sure I'm sure down the road something will happen
0: Now traveling is something that a lot of people will even get into pro wrestling to do. uh, It's a way for them to be able to get paid in order to travel. It's always been part of the business. Uh, Some wrestlers actually do not like to travel and they only take bookings within a certain mile radius of where they live. Nothing wrong with it, but that's some wrestlers' choice, while others will get on a plane practically every week and fly to all points that they can in order to wrestle do you personally like the travel aspect of professional wrestling
1: yeah I do I like hitting the road and seeing different places stopping at weird little sites on the side of the road I'm definitely a tourist when it comes to uh, traveling for wrestling shows I like to go and see things um, we uh, traveled up to Connecticut uh, last year and while I was up there I seen Salem, Massachusetts and all the witchy things up there and uh, you know, I just like I like to uh I like to meander and mosey and see the sights while I'm out. Yeah, I love to travel.
0: One of the goals that a lot of wrestlers had in professional wrestling for years and it, still is a goal for a lot of people and it's become a much more attainable goal in the last five or six years is wrestling in japan uh there's a lot more independent wrestling going on in japan which has opened the doors for a lot of independent american and canadian wrestlers is going to japan something that you've given much thought about for your career
1: that been a dream since I was a teenager My man um, I'm a big fan of FMW um, A big fan of Wings uh, Anything, any Japanese wrestling I'm a huge fan of If I could get to Japan that would be amazing If anybody in Japan Is listening to this, look Billy Knox Come on
0: <laughs> In a similar vein Mexico has also been a place where a lot of wrestlers have tried to go. Lucha Libre is a very different style than what American and Canadian wrestlers usually have, but a lot of people want to go for the history and the aura of wrestling in Mexico. Is going down there something that you've already considered in your career?
1: I've never really thought about going to Mexico because... You know, I love Lucha Libre. I love to watch it, but I'm way too big to participate. I mean, <laughs> participate in any of that, you know, Lucha Libre style. Um, you know, I can backflip and stuff like that, but them boys go fast. And I just, I'm just going to tell you, I wouldn't be able to keep up with them boys.
0: I mean, sometimes a punch to the mouth is just as effective as three flips into a (laughs) pinning kick. I like your style, brother. That's also true. One of the aspects of pro wrestling that a lot of people both in and out of the industry usually end up taking for granted is the referee, especially at the independent level the quality and the training of a referee can vary a massive amount. Uh, some promoters don't put much stock in the referee, so they sometimes will just put a shirt on anybody, send them to the ring, the referee. Other promoters will seek out highly trained and qualified referees because they know that's gonna be the difference in success or failure a lot of times. Who are some of the referees that you have worked with directly that you think should get more credit than what they do?
1: Okay. Well, I'll start out with referee James Simpson. James Simpson has been a West Virginia independent wrestling referee for um, going on 20 years now. And he's uh, he's definitely a vet in the business. He's one of the better referees that you could get. Um, the the guy knows the guy knows what he's doing and for sure if you book him as a referee you're not going to regret it. Um, referee George Zvadic, uh his that his hard name is his last name's hard to pronounce. I think that's how you pronounce it. George Zavadik. He is a wonderful ref. He's been refing a lot in uh, Michigan lately, uh, but he used to wrestle or used to ref for um, uh, RSW quite a bit. Definitely a professional, definitely knows what he's doing. Um, he's made a career out of it, uh, like solely a career out of it. So definitely George Z. Um, down south-wise, let's talk about uh, referee Hunter Hayden. Uh, referees for a lot of places down there. You can't just pigeonhole into one promotion. Uh, you'll see him a lot at PWL. Um, you can see him at uh, ICS, International Combat Sports. Um, any Southern promotion, you're going to see him down there. Mega Pro Wrestling. Uh, ref Ref Hunter, Hunter Hagee. Definitely a professional. Knows what he's doing. Um, will, will always do his job no matter what. Uh, takes no shit from wrestlers. Takes the like so he, he's got a very authoritative attitude. You're not gonna put your hands on him. Uh what makes him response. He's a good on as well.
0: In a similar fashion, the ring announcer is often an overlooked aspect and good promoters know that the ring announcer is the face of their company and fans oftentimes rightly or wrongly presume that the ring announcer has power within the company and controls what's going on but the ring announcer is where all of the information is relayed to the fans that they need to know they tell them where to find tickets to the next show they tell them who they're seeing on the car they tell them where they can buy merchandise and confession stands and how to follow on social media who are some of the better ring announcers out there on shows you're
1: doing well i'll start with uh sean pew ring announcer for real shoot wrestling also president of real shoot wrestling uh so you know he does have a little bit of power in that situation but uh, that's the way we run things. Sean Pugh's got a powerful voice. Um, he's worked in radio his entire life. So um, that's the background right there. That you want someone like that with that background to be announcing for your company. Because when Sean Pugh speaks, the crowd listens. And he's got him in the palm of their hand the whole time. Uh, Nicholas Griffin, he... Uh, ring announcer for uh victory championship wrestling. Haven't brought up Victory Championship Wrestling uh yet. But uh yeah, B C W, uh Nicholas Griffin. Uh, I'm not sure what is I think that may be his announcing name too, Nick Griffin. Uh he is a, a great ring announcer. Uh yeah, those are those are the only two I care to put over. Uh Sean Pugh, Nick Griffin, some mm-hmm. some wonderful ring announcers. Love you boys. Excellent, excellent.
0: Well, at this point, I believe my co-host, Coach Mike Jones, the coach with the most coming us from coast to coast, is standing by. I believe he is ready. So let's bring him on on so we can take over and ask him the questions he has.
2: Hey, brother, thanks for coming
1: on. Hey, man, thanks for having me, man.
2: Okay, yes, uh, one of our standard questions on the show is Sign guy and the rest of the
1: fans would like to know what your favorite coffee to
2: drink is. What my what? Favorite coffee to drink.
1: Coffee to drink. Oh. Yes. Okay. Okay, so I really like um iced coffee. I'm a basic white girl. I like uh I like pumpkin spice iced coffee, man.
2: Nice, okay. All right, and then uh, did you play sports in high school or growing up?
1: I did not play any sports in high school. I was strictly a backyard wrestler. That's where my athleticism went.
2: And then what's your self-defense background?
1: Muay Thai, Aikido, Taekwondo.
2: Okay, and then who were your heroes growing up? Whether it was sports, music, wrestling, ordinary life or all of the above.
1: <laughs> okay. So my main two heroes growing up, uh, from this, from like age eleven, twelve were the insane clown posse. Uh yeah, Billy Knox is a juggalo. Whether you love it or hate it, Billy Knox is a juggalo. Um yeah, I C P definitely heroes of mine. Um like I said, Raven, Raven is a huge hero of mine. Gotti uh, has really made me want to be a pro wrestler. If there's anyone that made me want to be a pro wrestler as a kid, it was Raven.
2: Right on. Okay. And then you mentioned ICP, as in their heroes in music and wrestling, right?
1: Oh yeah, true. They're not the most awesome wrestlers, but they're, they're wrestlers nonetheless.
2: Okay, and what about other heroes besides Raven in, in uh, ICP?
1: Well, I, I'd have to say my grandfather was definitely a, one of my heroes, he, a war veteran and a hard worker. Uh taught me how to be a man. That was one of my heroes. Um, well, who, who else could we say is a, is a hero? Any in sports? In sports, man, like I said, I don't watch the sports ball.
2: Okay, um, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know anything about sports at all, dude. <laughs> all right, all right,
2: no problem. Okay, now, this next segment is, is called Memorable Matches. Uh, okay. Here at Turnbuckle Turnwall, we would love to hear, and I'm sure the fans would love to hear, the most memorable matches you've ever seen. That includes VHS tape, internet,
1: live, whatever? Okay. That's a really good question. Uh, one of the most memorable matches that I've ever seen was the Explo- was the Anita exploding cage oh, yeah. match. Yeah, man. That's, when you say memorable match, that's what I think of. <laughs> I know.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. How yeah, can brother. you forget that? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. burned into your brain. <laughs> yeah dude <laughs> <laughs> okay. any other notables that the fans might want you to look up
1: um, super <laughs> supermarket death match I think wing had it uh the old wing promotion in Japan. Look up the supermarket death match. If you've never seen it, it's hilarious. Watch it,
2: okay, nice. All right, now the fans would love to We would all love to hear the most memorable matches you've been in.
1: Last man standing match. match? Nick Manns, the Moth Manns, Mannington, West Virginia. That was was a pretty memorable match. Uh Lots of things broken, lots of blood from me. he beat the dog snot out of me, but I ended up get coming out to win. Um, and most recently, my title defense against the titan like Matt Bailey. That was uh, a very memorable match for me. Um, it's been something I wanted to see since I got into wrestling, and uh, yes, yeah, I ended up defeating Matt Daly. Great. Okay.
2: Awesome. And then who are some other up-and-comers that people
1: should keep an eye on? You definitely want to keep an eye on Aaron Duzan, brother Duzan, former member of the Murder. Um, you'll see him out there tearing it up weekend after the fly, the he he's wild. Um, who else do you look out for? You want to look out for. You want to look out for, uh, look out for the boys. Um, he's, uh, he's new to our but but Gary, and, uh, the kid is, the kid's really learning, he's paying his dues, he's learning how to work right, he's learning how to work safe, and he's going to be a great wrestler one day.
2: Right on, what a blessing, okay, cool. And then, who are some of the, your favorite people to work?
1: Uh, Mad Dog, Zach Myers um absolute veteran uh, we don't even have to we don't have to call it in the back we can just call it in the ring which I love to do um, that's an art form being able to call it in the ring is absolutely a bad move and I love being able to jump in the ring and call it the mad dog Zach Myers um, love to work with Dustin Alexander, um, new champion of the FUD Festival champion. Dustin Alexander is uh, he's a dream to work with. Uh, super safe, super snug. Uh, makes the crowd believe it. Definitely.
2: Nice. Okay. One of my longtime friends is from West Virginia. The one and only Johnny Fairplay. Have you been on any shows with him?
1: I have not. I have not had the pleasure to be on any shows with Johnny Fairplay. I'm sure it'll come down the road, though.
2: He is definitely a heat magnet for any show.
1: Is he? All right, <laughs> and,
2: yes. Okay. And then, who are some of the toughest wrestlers you've faced so far?
1: Like shoot tough, like shoot. tough tough.
2: <laughs> um, well, we, we're not talking about a shoot. We're just talking about okay. toughest a- in
1: wrestling. Okay. Noah Ray is definitely super tough. He's down south. I don't know if you guys have heard of him, John. He wrestles in places like I um, wrestles for, for ASW Gary Dameron's promotion. Um, he's the Boone County champion. Uh, Noah's tough. Tom is a super tough guy. Who will. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Don't want to wrap my brain too much.
2: That's cool. And then uh, let me see. Uh, What suggestions do you have for people wanting to get into the business?
1: If you want to get into the business, find you a notable student, like a school that has a projected graduation date for you. Don't let them just... You, of your money, like to your um, uh, you know your money and that one day that you're gonna be a graduate. yeah you, you know you you know should be wrestling you should be training for a couple of years. Um, so you know find a notable school that can to give you a projected graduate date. Um hang your Show up on every single training. Carry the ring. Do what you're told to do. Be humble and Listen and don't talk. Um, and you're going to learn a whole lot. And, then, and you're going to go far. And just show up consistently at training. Uh, run through training. to your cue. Um, run those ropes you can't run those ropes no more. Uh, and run them some more. <coughs> and just be yeah, be super yes. humble and listen. Super humble and listen.
2: Nice. Amen, brother. Yes. And then uh, you
1: mentioned school uh, What schools do you suggest? So I suggest RSW Academy for the Grappling Arts. Um, we've just moved to our new location uh, in Worthington, West Virginia. Uh, we have good trainers, and trainers are... A- Pauly Kilpiss and Gannon Green. They're two graduates of RSW Academy for the Grappling Arts. And, you know, Mount Kilpiss will be teaching you how to wrestle.
2: So
1: um, that would be super awesome for you know, if you're a fan of that type of thing. But, yeah, uh, definitely hit up. We're looking to start RSW Real Shoot Academy for the Grappling Arts. It'll get you taken Carlos
2: Nice. And, hey, what do you, what do you got coming up?
1: i uh, got coming up this September 9th, Mannington, West Virginia, here where I'm sitting right now, my hometown, Forks of the Buffalo barbecue throwdown. Okay, so what this is, is a big barbecue competition. these boys are cooking over the Super cool, fancy belt. One for steak cook-off, one for smoke cook-off, and one for something else. But we'll be down there uh, throwing back-to-back bangers in the wrestling ring while these guys are throwing down in the market Tuesday. It's going to be a great time come out of here here. Awesome. And then how do people
2: get a hold of you?
1: You can get a hold of me through Facebook, Billy Knox. You can get a hold of me through Instagram at Billy.Knox. Or you can get at me through my email. Which is the beloved building off at gmail.com.
2: Awesome, brother. Man, I appreciate your time and for you coming on. I wish you all the luck in the world. I really enjoy your story, and I'm sure Side Guy has some more for
1: you. It. Hey, thanks I'm for sure having Simon's me on. Got, I appreciate it.
2: I'm sure science has got more for you.
0: Okay. Absolutely, we've got a few more minutes. Thank you, Coach. All, all right. right. Well, Ben, as I mentioned at the top of the show, you are the RSW Internet Champion. Can you tell us a little on what that championship
1: entails? So the RSW Internet Open Weight Champion is our workhorse title. Um, it's, It's basically our intercontinental title, but you... You need to do certain things right when you're the internet champion, and I'm going to do I'm going to do the RSW Internet Championship right. Um, big internet presence, which I've already have. Um, huge fan base. Uh, I've got merchandise out the yin yang stuff like that, but it's also our workhorse title. So you know. I'm going to do what the I call it the spiderweb of lies championship because that's all the internet is really, isn't it? The huge spiderweb of lies.
0: I mean, a lot of people think
1: that. <laughs> Had to give you a little bit of gimmick there, brother. But yeah, that's it's a workhorse title, and uh, you know when you have it, you should have a large internet presence, and you should be there to defend it every single time because, it, like I said, workhorse.
0: Now, West Virginia, in addition to being the home of yourself, Jason Kincaid, and Johnny Fairplay, it is home to famed attorney Stephen P. New, who is, of course, famous for being the lawyer of Jim Cornette. Uh, He also helps run a promotion in West Virginia. He's helped a lot of professional wrestlers with legal difficulties over the years have you ever had occasion that you had to call in stephen p new
1: thank god no i've not had to call stephen p new uh i wish stephen p new would book the faith messenger at asw so there you go buddy hit me up book me in asw (laughs) there we go
0: Now, one of the promotions, uh, you just mentioned that ASW is a very well-ran and up-and-coming promotion out of West Virginia. They bring in a lot of very well-known wrestlers to either wrestle matches or to do meet-and-greets in conjunction with the shows. Do you think that the fan base in West Virginia is the type that they have a lot of nostalgia for the previous generations, guys that were big in the 70s and 80s and 90s? Or do you think that it's a situation where they are there primarily for the current generation of wrestlers and they'll just support the older guys just because they're part of it?
1: Uh, There's a mix there. There's a mix. Uh, there's definitely a nostalgia because there's no there's no denying that uh, they packed their knees. You know what I'm saying? There's absolutely no denying that. So, you know, there's definitely some nostalgia there because every, I'm not going to say everybody, but, you know, i would take a guess and say 80% of uh, West Virginia's population probably watches professional wrestling. So, but like you said, On the other half, It's it's a little bit of politicking in there, too. So it's a little bit of a mix of it. But the nostalgia definitely gets over, and people show up to see these guys.
0: Well, we've come down to the part of the show where we have a few minutes remaining, and I want to give you the... Ample time needed to say anything you would like to say, plug anything you would like to plug from social medias to upcoming shows to your favorite drive-in theater, anything you want, floor
1: is all yours. Well, like I said, you can get at me on Instagram at Billy.Knox. You can get at me on Facebook. I've got a personal page on there. I've also got my uh, business page on there. Um, You can get on my pro wrestling, or you can get on my uh, tpublic.com t-shirt website where all my uh, internet t-shirts are available. Um, I'd also like to shout out WrestleRoney Plus. Uh, That's my buddy. I don't know if you guys have heard of WrestleRoney. They're over on YouTube. Um, Definitely, you can catch all my matches there. Uh, Also, a lot of good other stuff, too. Catch BuzzFest over there. Definitely deep out Russell Runny Plus. Um, other than that, definitely check out Real check Street out Wrestling. Uh, that's about it, guys. Appreciate you for having me on.
0: All right. Well, we want to thank you today. And, Coach, do you have anything else as we wrap this up nice and neat? Yeah. yeah
2: uh, I did not forget my favorite segment. Uh the fans like to know, know our uh, guests a little personal, too, sometimes, So, on, on, uh, other than wrestling. So we want to know your favorites. What has been your favorite concerts you've seen?
1: Favorite concert I've seen? Definitely um, Insane Clown Posse Club Laga. Uh, like... 1999 Bizarre Bizarre, I think that's what it year was, 99 Bizarre Bizarre Tour. That was one of the craziest shows I've ever seen.
2: And then how many times have you seen them?
1: <laughs> um, I've seen Insane Clown Posse well over 100 times, probably over 120 oh
2: times. Oh, my goodness. Jeez. I've yeah, seen over 700, 750 shows, but the most that I've ever seen was Van Halen at eight times.
1: Hey, that's cool, cool, man. Music is music. I just happen to like, you know, the insane clown posse. Yeah, I'm one of them stinky juggalos.
2: (laughs) Okay, and then, of course, you said you you didn't really follow sports, but the fans want to know, have you ever had any favorite sports teams?
1: I mean, growing up, uh, my papal was a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, so I was vicariously a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. So, And if they're on TV, I'll cheer for them. So I guess, I'm, I guess I'm a Steelers fan.
2: Okay, nice, man. All right, you guys can check me out at Coach Mike Jones, the coach with the most. Coach Mike Jones on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. Don't forget to check out the Real School Army in the NGW Green Room for hundreds of interviews from celebrities all over the world. And then, of course, the Coach Mike Jones Show podcast every Saturday at noon Pacific. Yesterday we had an awesome show. Me and Sign Guy interviewed Sumate Wopla, and we'll be having part two shortly after today's show. And so you can find that on my Facebook page. And also I have Coach Mike Jones Show podcast on Facebook. I want to thank all the fans, QG and John, for starting Turnbuckle Turmoil and for Sign Guy and all the fans' feedback and love and support and everything that you guys do. Thank you so
0: much. All right. Well, Billy Knox, I want to thank you again for being on today. We definitely appreciate you taking the time to join us. Best of luck
1: is not booking out his PVC news, and we'll have to do this again sometime. Absolutely, man. Thank you guys for having me on, man. Thanks
0: again. All right. Fans, definitely jump on the YouTube. Look up Billy Knox. He's a great, great talent. I think you're going to be very happy if you give him a chance to see what he does. We will be back with you upcoming on Friday afternoon. We have the return of Gary Morgenstein author extraordinaire, his third book in a trilogy about the dystopian future of baseball coming up. Gary was an editor with Pro Wrestling Illustrated when it was a massive deal to be such. Also, one week from today, we have Mick Arch, who was an announcer on ESPN for the AWA as well as the syndicated American Wrestling Federation join us for that we're definitely excited to have him everybody stay safe out there go support your local independent wrestling wherever it may be near you and we will talk to you soon